This is the Watch Post podcast, which you'll find at watchpost.org. Well, welcome back, Flock of God, to another week of the Watch Post podcast. My name is Mel Black. Um, today, I am feeling particularly ill, um, so I hope you all can have some grace for me today. Um, if this podcast is just a little bit sluggish, um, but I want to do the best that I can today. So uh, may the Lord give me strength to, to do this podcast well. So today, I want to talk about how we often have a desire for the things of God, the blessings of God, but we don't work for them. We kind of stop short at, at thinking that because we want the blessing of God, that we are therefore seeking after it, that we are obeying God as we should. Um, but often it, it, it reveals a, a selfish heart, a heart that is infatuated with itself, but also laziness um, because we don't pursue God how we should. We, shouldn't, we don't pursue good works as we should. And ultimately we are living for ourselves and our desire for blessing only often is only an indication of that living for ourselves, not an indication of living for Christ and the things of the gospel. So it is editing Mel here now. Um, I am listening to this and I think what I'm saying doesn't make quite uh, make much sense. Um, what I'm saying is when we are determined to have blessing, but not also determined to have be- obedience, this reveals a heart that is selfish. It doesn't reveal that we love goodness as we think. It reveals a selfish heart, a heart that is set upon blessing, but not upon righteousness. So starting off, I want to use Second Thessalonians 3 verses 10 through 11. So it says, skipping down halfway through, it says, If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. For we hear that some among you walk in idleness, not busy at work. This is so common uh, in the church today. There is so much of this because we do have the blessing of God. We have the blessing in the salvation that we have through Christ. Um, But because of this, it is so common for people to sit down and to not work, to not strive to enter that rest, to not persevere after Christ. Um, And even when we do persevere, often we are persevering after something that is not of Christ, that is not what God calls us to. And we don't measure our passions because we are so quick to believe that if we are passionate for something, then it's clearly good and right. But what what does the word show us? What does the word show us about all of mankind? Mankind is passionate about many things and they are completely contrary to Christ. We must be passionate for Christ. We must be passionate for the things of God, the word of God. And I think a really good example of this is John 6, 26. Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. This was a strong rebuke to the people who were even following after Jesus because they were seeking Jesus for bread. They were seeking Jesus for physical things and they weren't seeking Jesus for himself. 
And there were so many people that turned away from Christ at this rebuke um, because he showed that they had to come to him for him, not for anything else. So it's important as we correct this mentality of you're not working, you have to be working. If you don't work, you don't eat, that we can, we, we, define clearly what working is, what seeking is meant to be. Because left to ourselves, we always put something in place there that is not pure, that is not right, that is not the pure seeking that Christ calls us to. One of the greatest deceptions upon Christians today is thinking they're seeking Christ because they're slapping his name on their own ideas and their own self-will. No, we have to have our pursuits, even our pursuits defined by scripture because left to ourselves, we will always choose what, what serves the self, what serves our own selfish interest. Seeking Christ has to be defined by how Christ intends himself to be found, how he intends for himself to be sought. And these, this is clearly defined in the Christian's duties. That is Bible study done with sincerity. It's prayer. It's, it's meditating upon the word of God. Hello again from Editing Mel. The reason this point is so important is because there are so many people who are working today. They, they're, they're striving after what they think is the pursuit of Christ, but they're pursuing emotionalism. They're pursuing a, a weird spirituality. They're not pursuing Jesus, how Jesus defines himself to be sought, which is through the duties of Christianity that have been handed down throughout all of history, all of the church's history. Reading the scriptures, prayer, uh, meditating upon the word of God, we are corrupting these things and we're distracted from these things while thinking that we're pursuing Jesus and we're not. And we have to define these things, even these things, by what, how Christ defines them. Because any of these things, we still will take them at our own mind. We'll read, we'll do Bible study, not with a sincere heart. We'll do it with some intellectual pursuit and to be wise and to, to look like somebody who's read, you know, historical books, that type of thing. But we're not pursuing the scriptures out of a desire for Jesus, out of a sincerity to have our hearts open before the Lord and having him transform us. Wasn't it said of the Pharisees and the scribes that they, they, they knew, they searched all the scriptures, they, they had them so memorized, and yet they did not understand them at all? That's the case for so many people is that we can, we can be so busy in the word of God and yet not do it from a right pursuit of Christ. The same is true of prayer. You know, we can have dead, cold prayers and also a meditation. I mean, how many ways today do we define meditation? Do we define Bible study? You know, we spend more time coloring in our Bibles rather than reading them today. And we just redefine and redefine these historical practices of the Christian faith. No, we have to define things like meditation by how Christ defines meditation. And we need to be devoted to Christ in this. How treacherous are we to define meditation by how the world defines it and to play around with these little ideas and sprinkle a little bit of Eastern religions into Christianity? It is, it is such blasphemy to do that. And yet we do that all the time. We need to search out what is meditation, biblical meditation, and apply ourselves 
to that. Apply ourselves to how God defines these things. And that is the only way we are true to Christ in our pursuits of these things. I think for so many of us, we really need the warning found in Deuteronomy 12, starting in verse 29. When the Lord your God cuts off before you the nations whom you go in to dispossess, and you dispossess them and dwell in their lands, take care that you do not be ensnared to follow them after they have been destroyed before you, and that you do not inquire about their gods, saying, How do these nations serve their gods, that I may also do the same? You shall not worship the Lord your God in that way, for every abominable thing that the Lord hates they have done for their gods, for they even burn their sons and their daughters in the fire for their gods. Everything that I command you, you shall be careful to do. You shall not add to it or take away from it. You know, we, we, we're so warned against one of these things, you know, we were warned to not take away from the scriptures, but then we add to them or, you know, we're warned to not add to them, but then we take away from them. This is so much guilt for so many Christians. Um, and we need to, we need to have the purity that God calls us to in his word to, to number one, seek Christ. You're not going to have the blessings of God. You're not going to have the spiritual wisdom. You're not going to have the holiness, the, the zeal for Christ. If you don't obey God in the first place, if you don't work, those who do not work, do not eat. And God, if God says that for the physical, how much more is he going to uphold that for the spiritual? But yet at the same time, we need to be careful to define what pursuing God is because so many people are thinking that they're pursuing God today when they are pursuing him contrary to how God tells us to pursue him. We need to realize that the, the, the historical practices of Bible study and prayer and obedience to the word of God is how we are meant to pursue God. And that if we are faithful to these, these are the spiritual powers that we need. Not emotionalism, not pursuing some vague spiritual realm, not counting up numbers in the scriptures and applying our minds, but not our hearts to scriptures. No, we need to apply ourselves biblically to the Bible, to biblical matters. God's blessing is for those who work and only those who work by his rules. Um, I pray that we would all truly consider this, um, that we would be encouraged to press on um, or to really wake up from our sleep for the first time. We all have such great need of realizing just how serious God is, um, that he is so incredibly kind, but his word is very serious. We need to walk away from sin. We need to walk in holiness. Um, and that is the call for all believers. So um, I hope that today's message uh, came through clearly. Um, I'm quite dizzy and um, fuzzy, of course, but I hope these things are still a blessing to you. Um, and I hope to see you all again tomorrow. Take care. For more content like this, visit watchpost.org.